Hello, everyone. Welcome yet to another episode of Inclusivate, a podcast series which shares a lot of insights from leaders about how they're running their organizations and missed a lot of global changes. Today, we are going to cover another aspect of diversity, which is quite an important issue in today's business landscape. HR departments are being called to handle issues related to related to diversity when it comes to multiple aspects. And a lot of departments have been formed to make sure that diversity, equity, and inclusion are handled correctly and sensitively. There's one type of diversity that is frequently overlooked. This is called generational diversity. And while it may not be as newsworthy as other types of diversity, it is no less important for businesses. To elaborate more on this topic, we have our guest from our first few episodes, Mr. Vinay Agarwal, the business HR head from Tech Mahindra today. Welcome Vinay once again to our show. Thank you, Anjali. Sure. So Vinay, give us some insights on the concept of generation diversity and its importance in an organization. Yeah. Uh, so Anjali, uh, first of all, uh, because of pandemic, the attention and the need for conscious effort on the DEI issues has enhanced, has increased. Uh, because I think globally, there's a consensus that the work model may be hybrid post-pandemic, and that would really add um, complexity for inclusion, right? So every leader have to make more conscious efforts to make sure that people are included. So uh, so today, basically, we focus, uh, focus on the diversity in terms of generational uh, diversity. And... Um, Quickly, let me just probably uh, share the classification, which is mostly, I think, globally accepted, is uh, the definition of what is Gen X, Millennial, and Gen Z. So Gen X, uh, uh, usually people born between 1965 to 1980, uh, who were basically normally characterized as uh, people focused on efficiency. The millennial people born between 1981 to 2000. And uh, it is anticipated that by 2025, 75% of the global workforce may consist of millennials. And Gen Z, uh, which is people born between 2001 to 2020. So that's, of course, basically the, um, the latest uh, generation which is getting into workforce. But I would say, um, so though characteristically, there are uh, different traits that um, this uh, group of people demonstrate, but it's going to take, um, you know, a few years to become size of the population. So I think we can focus on the millennials. <coughs> so generational diversity means that workforce consisting of people of different ages. And uh, as the research shows that uh, uh, there are some very distinct characteristics of people depending on the age. And this, this correlates to the fact that there has been a very uh, steep evolution of things, technology, and uh, the whole economy has undergone a huge change last few decades. And because of that, um, I think the, the environment in which um, 
we were born and millennials were born or gen x were born is um, is little different so the idea is that uh, how do we first of all understand what are those biases uh, and sensitize leaders so that they make conscious efforts to overcome those biases and they are very consistent and inclusive by interacting with the force which is diverse in terms of generation so does that make sense sure and how is it important in organizations to keep generational diversity because a lot of times organizations they tend to keep a particular age group you know or a particular generation to a larger extent so why is it important to keep you know a good uh, am amalgamation of people from different generations and there are some examples and if you can yeah. share it with us that would be good absolutely so um so the point is that uh so it's a i think proven and nobody probably disagrees that uh, diversity encourages innovation right so innovation by definition requires different thinking so if there are people from diverse background and diverse mindset so that really um, creates an environment of really where innovation can happen people can come with different ideas however for that to happen uh leaders of the organizations have to really uh, first of all understand that uh, diversity of people diversity of thought is extremely important without that innovation would not happen it will stifle uh and therefore uh, they have to be uh, mindful of the fact that unless they make in intentional efforts conscious efforts there may be human biases which may stifle this diversity and diversity of thoughts so to make sure that people uh, feel comfortable they they feel um, equitably treated we create that conducive environments um, and make an extra effort to make sure that uh, you know people from uh, different age groups feel comfortable sharing their diverse opinions Sure. Yeah. So, what are the consequences when you don't have generational diversity? Because a lot of organizations, and I would say even a lot of startups, they tend to hire people only of a particular age group, like millennials most of the time. So, yeah. what are the consequences when you don't hire people, you know, from an older generation? Right. Okay. So uh, let me take an example. <clears throat> so, so there is basically, uh, I would say, tendency of um, uh, younger people to not—they're uh, not good. They are basically not good at asking for help. And this is one research shows. So there is a behavioral pattern. Second thing is, uh, example, um, the younger generation probably is more purpose-driven. So they really need to find an answer to. what is the larger cause they they are serving to uh, similarly in terms of the communication preferences uh, uh, some of the basically younger generation people um, are more transparent very quick uh, hyper connected and they want very straight communication so the point is that unless uh, we understand and recognize those behavioral pattern we might miss it 
right? So, for example, uh, if you don't understand that there are uh, there are sections of people in the team who really want to have clear understanding of how their work is related to a larger cause, uh, and if they are not probably clearly communicated, so some of these things basically, if you don't understand, recognize, and uh, cater to uh, the uh, these set of people may feel excluded, may not participate uh, in the work as much as they could. And therefore, uh, the performance uh, as a team could be suboptimal. Uh, that's the reason I think we need to be, um, um, we need to basically recognize our conscious bias and, uh, and make sure that uh, their the behavior is, is basically reinforced not to be influenced by that biases, which is which may be inherent. But I mean, if you practice, your leaders practice that for some time, um, you know, it is not difficult to overcome that. But it's important to recognize that uh, there are differences and uh, we need to make a conscious effort to cater to the different uh, preferences of people, uh, which could be because of their different age groups. So this brings me to my next question. How can organizations try to overcome like a lot of conflicts which occur with people or employees from different generations? And also, how can they try to actually overcome an improper balance of generational diversity in a manner? Yeah. So the most fundamental thing is that uh, we encourage open conversations. So uh, this behavior, if it is repeatedly demonstrated by leaders, uh, the team gets it and uh, uh, they, they really understand that what is, um, it is important to uh, share and listen to different views. So I would say that's the most fundamental thing that in, in various, uh, so first of all, leaders have to make sure that uh, uh, they are including uh, people of a diverse age group into discussions and and then as a part of the discussion uh, they really lend they give equal opportunity for people to um, share their views they may be different but um, if that's constantly encouraged and demonstrated people get it so it's the most fundamental thing that leaders can do to uh, ensure that they create a very inclusive and uh, Therefore, an environment conducive to innovation and good teamwork. Sure. So what you're trying to say is that a lot of times the organizations have to ensure that pe people from different generations or age groups have to bond well. So it's a lot of effort made by the organization in terms of culture as well, if I'm not yeah. wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the other thing is that, um, you know, um, in the fast evolving economy now, because of the technology enablement and the hyper connectedness, that the speed of change has increased phenomenally. And the if the workforce is representative of the of the world outside, which may be basically your vast customer base. So uh, if the if the workforce is diverse, uh, it's a true representation of your uh, customer base. So ability of the organization to understand what their potential customer base wants is much higher. Uh, and therefore, basically all the service design, delivery, product design, delivery, et cetera, can be uh, the much better chances that they'll be in sync with the 
target customer base. Sure. So how can organizations try to overcome an improper balance when it comes to generational representation and diversity? Yeah, so, so there could be basically, I think um, uh, the, the HR team or the learning team, learning and development team can facilitate some sort of basically introspection of the leaders uh, where they make them conscious that uh, are they really, are they basically consciously aware of uh, this diversity and uh, inherent biases? So they make sure that they are uh, they uh, they acknowledge this need and they <clears throat> they are sensitized to do simple things to make sure that uh, all the discussions and the way we work. Uh, people of diverse background, diverse age groups feel included, felt heard, felt valued. So uh, it's, it's all uh, leaders, leaders driven. So if leaders are sensitized and constantly shown the mirror and uh, reinforce that behavior, it will happen. Sure. So what you're trying to say is that it's a lot of effort from the HR and a lot of effort even from like the leaders and the way they plan and look into this aspect, like any other kind of diversity paradigm or aspect. Yeah. And that And they actually have to incorporate it even as a part of the training for employees to understand how important generational diversity is. Absolutely. Sure. So... Can you give some examples of organizations with good generational diversity? Yeah. Uh, so I would say most, yeah, almost all organizations uh, are hiring freshers across the globe. So they have uh, they have people who have been, uh, you know, basically high tenure in the company, and when the new people join from the colleges and universities. Uh, so that's where basically it starts. And uh, uh, and if leaders are sensitized and they they engage with the, the workforce which joins from college universities and uh, spend time with them, um, understand and hear them out, uh, basically they, they would feel uh, that, yes, their opinions are uh, important. And at the same time... Uh, they also need to encourage the same thing with the existing workforce where they also uh, become open to you know, listen to and consider ideas of the new workforce that is joining. So this kind of balancing act and, uh, um, you know, on one hand, making the young workforce heard and integrating that to the existing workforce. So those efforts made by leaders uh, would would make this happen from hr perspective uh, just to probably keep a watch on that and take a dipstick and take the corrective actions even the focused discussions with a new workforce could really help so they can probably do a dipstick by connecting them and, and get a sense whether they feel that they are heard they are valued their opinions are not discarded so this may also be a good balancing act from the organization point of view on basis that uh, the feedback can go to leaders saying that now you're doing well or this is what you can do better to make uh, to make the young workforce also feel included. Sure. 
So while many organizations like Tech Mahindra are making an effort and bringing out good practices for generational diversity, it is still a challenge for a lot of companies, I would say, in, I would say in a lot of places around the world. Why is it so? Yeah, so, so basically, uh, one of effort may not really pay off. So, so while the induction program may be a very good attempt to uh, tell this is what the organization philosophy is, uh, it is a stated intent of the organization to create an inclusive environment for people coming from uh, different uh, dimensions of diversity. It is uh, the success would come on this particular uh, dimension uh, only if there's a constant reinforcement of that happens regularly. So if you do just one of effort, it may not really work um, because in the day-to-day -day work pressure, uh, people may just succumb to their biases and their natural style of working. Uh, while this um, changing that behavior and making uh, that basically part of the day-to-day -day, needs constant reinforcement. So I would say um, wherever we miss to do that and, and keep it as one of effort, this may not really get ingrained into each um, leader's style of working. So the constant reinforcement and constant watching is extremely important to create a culture of diversity. Sure, so what you're trying to say is like any other diversity practice for generational diversity to become successful, you have to perhaps take a help of you know different uh, tools, whether it's workshops, awareness, or create even some events where people from different like generations in the workforce actually meet and try and understand one another. Yeah. So um, basically, uh, the other, I would say, the subtle um, intricacy, intricacy in generation diversity is that, uh, so I mean, diversity in terms of different teenable people or gender, it is visible, right? But sometimes um, people with a completely normal background, uh, but of different age group, that this may this has a higher tendency to get ignored. So, uh, so this dimension of generation diversity uh, may get may get missed, and the focus may be more on the gender diversity and different enabled people. Uh, so, so therefore. Uh, it requires conscious efforts to make people aware of uh, the biases they may have. Yeah, and there's a natural tendency. Where, yeah, some people may be very, by nature, very inclusive, very equitable, but uh, there is a um, higher tendency to miss this dimension. Therefore, uh, intentional reinforcement of this is really needed to make sure that the the inclusivity on the dimension of generational diversity is is healthy sure so it has to be done in the right way it's perhaps very challenging and it's a kind of diversity which has a lot of such subtle nuances because it's not been so prominent it is kind of one of the underdefined uh, aspects of diversity i would say right absolutely Absolutely, and the uh, and the other thing is basically that um, you know while I think uh, you know, because of uh, stringent laws, 
So people may uh, be careful in terms of what they speak, but it mean they may not believe at heart. So that's that's also thing which is very intricate. But I think a constant effort to really make sure that people really believe in it, and uh, they do it by heart. They do it with a earnest intention, not just uh, just for sake of it. So this is something uh, need to be constantly nurtured. Sure. So this brings me to another question. So how can we as employees on an individual level try and embrace generational diversity in the workplace? Whether, I, whether one is a millennial or they belong to an older generation, what should they do to try and make yeah. it a practice? Yeah, so, so basically I would say that uh, uh, if, uh, if workforce or if people can, can basically keep sharing the feedback in a proper manner. So um, in some uh, situations, the feedback can be directly welcomed by leaders. In some cases, it might be routed through HR. So whichever way it works, right? whichever way it gets heard and, and basically heard at the right level and is taken. So sharing that feedback in a professional manner certainly would help. So if there are uh, efforts are inadequate or efforts are not really making much impact, that feedback can really shake up and uh, you know the appropriate actions gets taken. So I think feedback uh, from people can really play a big role. And of course, it should be done in a professional manner, constructive manner, and uh, through, the, um, through a route which really works best in the organization. There could be little differences in terms of what's the best way to navigate through organization. So understanding the uh, those and uh, the sharing the feedback in a professional and effective manner can make a difference. Sure. So could you give some examples of Tech Mahindra when it comes to the generational diversity practices? Yeah. So, so what we do from HR side is that we do focus group discussions with the different level of leaders as well as, you know, uh, even freshers. So um, those in the focus group discussion, we try to basically have um, a cohort. So people are of almost, almost basically homogeneous background. Encourage them to really talk about what is working, what is not working. Um, so such discussion um, facilitated by the HR helps us to understand how we are doing um, in terms of the inclusions. And also uh, there is some time it leads to conflict and those get really escalated to HR. So those also are the opportunity for us to understand uh, how is the leadership behavior happening in different units and what needs to be corrected. So this focus group discussion is, is a fairly simple but very powerful tool to understand um, how things are happening on ground. Sure. So what you're trying to say is that it has to be done in a very subtle manner and at the same time very respectful and because it's about like also hearing the voices from different age groups and trying to understand where they're coming from and see how you can actually beautifully amalgamate their opinions towards the larger cause of the organization. Absolutely, yeah, that's correct. Sure. So to sum it up, I would, what would you say like to a lot of like new organizations when it comes to gener generational diversity? 
and what should they do as the first steps? Yeah, so, so first thing is the culture is basically uh, the culture of inclusivity would come by the leader's actions. So number one priority item is to basically uh, do the messaging, engage leaders on different diversity dimensions and uh, and engage with them. And basically, so when they participate, they also when say, recognize, saying, saying yes, this is an important point. Generally, uh, we know we have tendency to know that, but yes, it makes sense that uh, we would be more conscious and certain behaviors we would change to make sure that inclusivity happens. Second thing is the feedback mechanism. So it could be focused on discussions. It could be pulse survey. Uh, and focus discussions, group discussions may be more effective because there people feel more comfortable if rightly facilitated by the person. So uh, in a nutshell, two actions I would recommend would really make a big difference. One is the sensitization of leader from a top leadership. So when it comes from the top leadership, uh, it, people really take it seriously. And second thing is build and reinforce this mechanism of collecting feedback of how it is worked on. Sure. So what you're trying to say to, is that it has to start from the upper level of management and the leaders. And if they embrace it, then it will be adapted at in other aspects of the organization and other levels of the teams as well. Yeah. So, so there are two examples I can probably add here. So one is reverse mentoring. Right? So reverse mentoring, we, uh, so right from CEO, uh, he talked about reverse mentoring and, and therefore people, leaders probably get it seen that, okay, this is, this is a very progressive practice. And um, if my CEO is saying that I, I must do it. So some of the leaders formally accepted some, uh, you know, teammates who may be much junior to them as a reverse mentor to understand um, what changes they need to incorporate. So reverse mentoring has been really very powerful uh, practice. And uh, yeah, so, so reverse mentoring is one very important example of that. And I guess um, yeah, many other organizations also have, um, have reported and shared that this practice really works very well. And the second thing what to say, reverse the pyramid. So, which means that uh, where we, we see that there are uh, people with the, the young young people who are uh, who have basically the potential. So, put them on front, saying that you lead and you know um, don't worry. Basically, you make sure you're successful. So, give young uh, young ones to a chance to lead and and wholeheartedly support them, so that uh, if they make some mistakes, uh, you know, that gets taken care of. So these two things, reverse the parameter and um, reverse mentoring. So these two things we tried and certain results have been very good. Sure. So that's a really positive aspect. But how does it happen in the reverse manner? Like a lot of times, you know, there are people who come to are coming from the older generation and sometimes they may be like not up, up to date with their skills, but they have to join a team because they need to work. And what can the younger team members do to include them in the process? Yeah, that, that's a very, very good question, Anjali. So um, you, you put it very well. So the young, young ones, uh, 
So especially when when somebody joins the team, uh, even if it is reverse in a sense that uh, there there is a significant number of proportion of people uh, from younger generation, uh, they should also make effort to reach out to the uh, relatively kind of older people joining the team and make sure they're comfortable. So I'm saying that. So the third dimension. So we talked about top down. We talked about bottom up in terms of feedback. The third thing, which is the peer-to-peer interaction, so that is um, also extremely important. Mm-hmm. Sure. So you have to learn. So what you're trying to say is that it's actually a respect. It starts with respecting people, and when you respect people, you also that implies you automatically respect anyone, irrespective of their age. Or their experience, or where they're coming from, because, because wisdom grows when you actually share it. Absolutely. So respect is a very foundational, I would say, the cultural element, uh, which again probably has to be constantly demonstrated, not only really just said. Uh, so, irrespective of age, young or old, uh, respect is not compromised. Everybody has to be treated with dignity, and any exception to that should be really handled very strongly. Sure. So, actually, when it comes to generational diversity, it's a it's an aspect of humanity. It's like when we, even on a personal basis, it doesn't extend just to the professional aspect, but also to our personal lives. That there's a lot of lessons to be learned from our parents and our grandparents, and they can also they also tend to learn a lot from us when it comes to maybe the latest technology or the gadgets or. What is happening also? So knowledge grows in a company when you know it's shared amongst people of different levels, and that is the beauty and essence of generational diversity, I suppose. Absolutely, uh, and you're right. Basically, so on generational diversity, most of the discussions are uh, how to basically include the young workforce. So extremely important it gets discussed, and there's this good focus on that. But yes, sometimes we also may have a uh, other tendency of really not being so inclusive to the older generation. So yes, absolutely, the basic human principles of respect and uh, you know uh, being inclusive is a, I would say it's more kind of at a human level uh, thing. So yeah, the, so the constant reinforcement and uh, and uh, demonstration of this diversity both phase. Um, so young workforce making all the effort to make sure the older generation people feel comfortable, and vice versa. So yes, top down, bottom up, uh, horizontally, all the three axes. Um, I think we need to constantly nurture to make sure that we maintain a very inclusive culture within the organization. And in such um, in such environment, of course, uh, it is easier, and I would say the chances of people uh, putting their best and uh, the team outcomes more than probably summation of individual um, capabilities, uh, the team outcomes may be far superior uh, in an inclusive environment. Sure. So to sum it up for today's episode. It's it's actually a fact that when we are young and we join the workforce, we are like saplings, and 
the older generation is like a tree with a lot of wisdom of years. And when we share our youthful knowledge and they share their wisdom, it can form the perfect amalgamation of, you know, perhaps a beautiful product which is sustainable for many years and many generations to come. And perhaps the organization can keep on reinventing itself because it knows the challenges of the past. It also knows the challenges of the future and it can always be prepared to face any situation. And that is the beauty of generational diversity. It's a respect for whether your peers are younger to you or your peers are older. You respect and you share knowledge and there's a lot to learn from each generation. So yeah. to sum it up, generation diversity is really important, not just for the personal aspect, but also for the professional aspect and a, and a lot of other aspects of our lives. So yeah. whether you're a startup or new, a mid-sized organization or a large conglomerate, it is important to hear the voices from each generation to make your product line sustainable. I think you put it very well. Sure. Thank you, Vinesh, so much for coming again on our show and talking about this important aspect. And we hope to have you on many more episodes. Thanks a lot for today. You're most welcome. Thank you.